Welcome to another episode of In a World Podcast, where we watch bomb films for you. I usually don't do a tag for my for the episode. I loved it. Yeah. I'm your host, Mary Wynn, and today we have a very special guest. Someone who I see every day, and I love it. And her name is Amanda Crater. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, be a little more excited for the audience. I know. Sorry. I'm very excited. <laughs> this movie was a treat. Um, it really was. <laughs> so, um, you say it's a classic? Was that what you say? No. Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> as you can tell, producer Adam is very I'm, hot about I'm this sorry, film. Adam. I really yeah. am. Yeah. That, you, well, I'm, I'm going to be here for this film. I am a stand for oh, this film. I'm uh, sorry. I'm we're going to tear it apart. <laughs> I'm, just not, n- I'm not going to tear it apart. I just don't think it's a classic. But oh. we'll get into it. Yes, we'll get into it. And it's the film. A test of time stander. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so the movie that we're talking about is the 1982 classic, quote unquote classic. Thank not you. You already did it. Debatable. Um, <laughs> Film called King of Comedy. The King of Comedy, please. Is it the King of yes, the Comedy? Oh, the okay, King never King. mind. Have I wrote some down. respect. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just any king. It's the king. Okay, um, he is called the king. He like the, he, he says like look for the king. Yes, yeah. It's mentioned many times in the film. Um, and it's the director of this film is uh, Martin Scorsese. Um, he has the best eyebrows in the biz. Oh, so good. Yeah. So, uh, maybe that the security guard almost almost has him. Almost yeah, had him. But, I, yeah. He was my he was one of my favorite characters. Uh, like the security up. guard. So understanding. Or, no, or Martin. I have to Or Martin. No, the security guard oh, okay. that um doesn't want to let him uh let in the actual guest for the night. Oh, He's like, you're not yeah. on the list. Oh, yeah. That was the most realistic. I wrote that. I made little notes for myself. That was the most realistic portrayal of a security guard at a, at Any, a television show yeah. that I have ever seen. Yeah, it was. Especially in New York City. I was like, <laughs> thank you. Somebody got it right. Good security guard work it for was, this film. Another reason wrote, why wrote, this he's movie. He's got to be not an actor. It's got to be a real yeah, guy. Yeah, it's probably a real guy. Um, so Martin Scorsese, you don't know. If you don't know him, you're an idiot. Um, he has done Goodfellas, one of my favorite films. Casino, another favorite film. The Departed. I never saw it. So good. You never saw it? It's incredible. It's Is so it? Good. Okay. He won the Academy Award for that, didn't he? You did. Oh, okay. You did. Um, and then The King of Comedy, another great <laughs> film. Oh, my God. Um, so, it, it stars, of course, uh, Robert De Niro um, in, I guess, his co- comedic debut? I I don't think he's ever been in a comedy up until then. Then Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> then <laughs> he jumped from <laughs> so wait, he was a dirty grandpa. <laughs> he was he was the dirty grandpa. What? Uh, and um I noted decent eyebrows in the biz. Um <laughs> he's got pretty good ones. Yeah, yeah. he's like, yeah. Well I guess analyze this and analyze that became yeah. and, and uh, it. but then dirty grandpa. And Meet the Fockers too, oh. or Meet the Parents. Meet the, meet the Parents. parents. Yes. How could I forget? Yes. Um, and then uh, Jerry Lewis. Don't ask me about his eyebrows because they weren't there. Non-existent. Yeah. Um, he worked. Uh, so Jerry Lewis, famous comedian, um, and famously a grump. I think. Yes. Yeah, he was like a grumpy 
asshole. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also I didn't know this, but he was in the original Nutty Professor. I was he was say, the original Nutty yeah, Professor. Yeah, he was the original one, and that's what I know him from. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, because he plays like a like a dork, like beyond, like you've so never good. seen. And then he plays this like really suave, handsome man, and it really confused me. I saw it when I was very young. Uh-huh. It really confused me, and I just didn't understand that that was like the same person. Mm-hmm. And I knew that. Um, it was Jerry Lewis, and then what? What was the counterpart? It was Lewis. Um, oh, da- uh, Dean Martin and Dean Martin, was it. and I thought it was Dean Martin because I didn't know what Dean Martin looked like, uh-huh. and then afterwards I realized I was the same person. It was uh, like mind blowing. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> yes. Um, so let's get to the the money part of this film. Um, the budget for it was nineteen million dollars. Do you want to guess how much it made? Nineteen million dollars. <laughs> no. Very much less. It was two point five million dollars. Adam, serious? Adam. It's okay. I've liked flops too. It's yeah, <laughs> there was. Pl- we were talking about all those flops that you liked. Oh yeah, we- I'm a big flop fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Heather. I know you guys just did Heather's. Yeah. Heather's is one of my favorite movies. If you asked me how to improve it, I'd say you can't. Um, yeah. So that's what we were trying. Yeah, to Yeah, we before. were trying to do it. Uh, we couldn't. Um, so my pitch for this film is to make um, Robert De Niro's character more likable. Um, really? Yeah, because he was he was charming, but he was, like, it was, He's like, psycho. almost... Yeah, he was psycho, but, like, even psychos couldn't be charming, too. That's true. Yeah. Um, he was so annoying to me because he, like, basically, like, railroaded everything anybody ever said to him. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't wrong. Yeah. He won. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and another point, uh, like, I wanted the story to move along a little faster so i wanted the kidnapping to happen a lot earlier in the film okay um and so like majority of the uh the first act was him plotting to kidnap uh mm. uh jerry lewis um or something like it was more plotting on his point apart that was my page for the film um should I? Yes. You? Yes. Well, please. so I just I just listened to this um, thing, actually another podcast oh. uh, that was talking about what's the, that? Um, this American Life. Oh, sorry to no. What's a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and they were talking about uh, the Truman Show delusion, which predates this movie, mm-hmm. where it's the idea that you think you're always being filmed. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of funny that I just watched this movie about a guy who believes that he's on camera a lot. Mm-hmm. He actually sets up his life to be that way. And he has that. There's like a scene where you know he's talking in front of a crowd, and he imagines, um, you the know, laughing. Yeah. He's, doing, he's doing his material, I think. Right. Yeah. Um. So the biggest, the biggest thing uh, that I would change actually was I would never show him do stand up because I think it would be more interesting to ah. not know whether or not he did a good job or not. Um, like, I think it would be very. It's up to the audience. You know, if he got a show later, it almost makes it more intriguing because, like, what did he say? What did he do to, like, do so well? Yeah, um, that's true. I don't know. I just thought that that would be, like, I, I agree that it was a little slow. My my other biggest thing was that it would be a little bit less sexist. Of course, I know mm. that that's the time and all, of, well, it's no time to be sexist, but it was <laughs> that was. I was no. say 1950s about the right time to be sexist. <laughs> um, but that was like a real. That was a real like you know he has this girl. He says, "Oh, she has a line that I loved, which was like they go back to her house and she says, like I th- I guess you've earned you know a cup of coffee, yeah. like aka I guess you've earned sex because we finished this date." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What is that?" 
is that like true to this time that you're like, I, you know, you didn't scare me off, so let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, you know, she still went and spent time with him, mm-hmm. even though she didn't really like him. Yeah. And I, and I really, I couldn't wrap my head around that. So like, maybe he would do something more to earn her affection. Yeah. Would be yeah. My pitch. That's great pitch. Now, uh, let's get into the film. Um, so it opens on a late night show's like intro. Um, and the late mm-hmm. night show is called uh, Larry Langford's or Jerry Langford's uh, show, who is Jerry Lewis. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is quite a stretch, not <laughs> quite a stretch for him, uh, for name wise. And, um, it's the usual like banter between like the host and the sidekick, and like we get to get a taste of what the show is like. And then we cut to a young Robert De Niro who plays R- Rupert Pumpkin. 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 I know. Like, I like pumpkin. Though. Yeah, it's a little more easier to say. <laughs> they say pumpkin a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, pumpkin. And he's like, no. Yeah. Pum- pumpkin. Um, And he's like walking through uh, the New York streets towards what looks like the studio. Um, And and then a security guy, I think it's that one security guy that you love so (laughs) much. The best one. Yeah. Yeah. He comes out of the studio um, to this huge, like, ravenous crowd. Um, And they're just hungry for autographs from these celebrities. So hungry. Like, sorry. What is going on in this show that, like, it's like a Broadway show on opening night. Yeah. I've never seen such a crazy crowd yeah. in this crowd. Like, yeah. they want him so bad. Yeah. I was just like, is Justin Bieber in there? Like, I just couldn't. I was surprised. I was surprised. I, I don't think know. <laughs> nowadays, like, since celebrities are so, like, um, a sex a- accessible you know mm-hmm. um and like you can tweet at them or something sometimes they respond so it's a little harder for us to imagine how it was back okay. in the day okay of like how like this is the only way how uh, people could get interaction with their their celebrities and stuff i'd buy that um but yeah they were like insane and um rupert uh just walks through the crowd and everybody greets him like they it's like Old a friends. regular thing yeah. it's like yeah. they're in at work yeah well then she <laughs> has that line later the day. she's like he's like i let you in front of me that one time i've been waiting there for like six hours yeah. and i'm like oh my god like, yeah <laughs> like how and what does he do with his life and like this is i guess this is "Quote unquote," his night job or something because he has a day job too. He's a mail delivery man. I don't. He delivers. Know. He delivers mail to television shows. I think maybe it's like. Wait, a, did they ever show his job? Yeah, they kind show of. him drop off some paperwork. Oh, to a right, TV station right. at oh, some point. We'll get to it. Yeah. Um, Sorry. So, uh, <laughs> just then Jerry comes out with security detail, a huge security detail, and people are chomping at the bit basically to, mm-hmm. to get next to him and so he just he's quickly whisked away to his car and there's a crazy lady in that car who turns out to be sandra bernhardt Ooh. a very young sandra yeah. bernhardt killing it yeah she, killing it. she was really great in this movie, yeah she was say. fantastic the acting you know what the acting overall was great in this yeah. movie. i won't yeah, yeah. okay i'll give it that All yeah right. we'll give it that <laughs> okay um although i could I could use a little more Robert De Niro charm. But I think, you know what? I actually think um, I read somewhere that 
Scorsese said that, that he thought it was De Niro's best performance. Um, and yes. I actually agree. I think that it was, I've never seen him more, besides Travis Bickle, I think that like, I've never seen someone more committed to this delusion. And yeah. it, it was just really, and he's so sure of himself in such a terrifying way that like, he really believed that he would do anything for this. Maybe in my, like now that I'm thinking about it, like, those type of people annoy me, so oh, maybe that's well, the reason why. Because they like, are basically murderers. Yeah, like, yeah, murderers. <laughs> one step away. Like, yeah. Um, so, uh, like, there's a, a flash in the, uh, like, screen freezes on hands in the glass. Because this is after um, Jerry gets out of the car and mm. Sarah Bernhardt, or Sandra Bernhardt is just, like, on, like, and her name is Matha? Or what's her name? Yeah, Martha. Martha. Yeah. Um, she her hand is on the glass and it freeze frames in like this jazz. Oh, music. sorry, Masha. 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 Like, it was such a strange. Masha, it's a very darling. new. It's a very New York name. Uh, oh, yes. is it? Mm-hmm. I've never heard it in my life until this movie. Um, so and the it freeze frames on her hands and this jazz music plays over the opening credits, which is the longest opening cr- credit sequence I've ever seen. It was a little weird, to be honest. Well, it's interesting because you know he's like this filmmaker you know you always think about like you know what do you want to see in the frame and all mm-hmm. that and i feel like i've learned that in like film school or you know and and it's just like these big hands in this really dramatic pose over his face and mm-hmm. like covering up part of his face and i was like what does scorsese want from us like want us to get from this image and i spent a lot of time thinking about that and i don't have an answer like i, I yeah. wasn't sure what yeah what we're supposed to glean that like you know it's Maybe it's the separation between the audience and the screen, and maybe that's what the story is, is that we're separated by that glass. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. maybe I'm thinking too deep into it, but. <laughs> maybe. People that want to be on the inside and the people that are on the outside. Right. And oh. once you're on the inside, you want to get back out again. <laughs> oh, I guess. Um, so, and then. Boom. <laughs> after, okay. I'm not buying this for a second, Adam. <laughs> Um, no, I like this. I'm bringing you over to my side. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the uh, scene unfreezes, and um, it's a front. It's back to uh, the scene. I was hoping that they would cut away and like go move on from mm. this scene, but it continues. Um, and Masha is raving in the backseat. She is like. A rabid dog stuck in a cage. Yeah, she's pretty scary. Um, and security finally gets her out and drags her away. And um, Rupert acts like an understanding guy towards Jerry and like starts pushing the people back and like trying to like make room for Jerry to get back into his car and stuff. And then as soon as Jerry gets in, Rupert takes a swing and gets into the car as well. Mm-hmm. And this is the first sign of him being a psychopath. Well, it's he's being an opportunist. Almost. Yeah. And like, you know, you know that there's something wrong with him, but it I I sort of in a way love um Jerry Lewis's character because every single time he's challenged, he's nonviolent. Mm-hmm. He's he's non-confrontational. He's very low-key. And it's how I like to think that I would be in a scary situation. Oh yeah. But ultimately, like, you know, ultimately, like, you know, he 
does all right, but like it's at what cost? Yeah, yeah. It it is definitely one of those moments where like sometimes people without the that shame make it. Mm. You know, you need to be shameless in this industry, basically. <sighs> and it's to the point where you kind of had to be so delusional that you could do it. And That's it, a scary thought. Yeah, it is a scary thought um, to think about. So you're saying this film is thoughtful and insightful is what you're saying i i mean i definitely think that it's those things yeah (laughs) but does it do it well we don't know we're still in the middle of the fucking description of the movie adam i'm just saying saying it's pretty good (laughs) (laughs) so uh the car drives away and rupert's uh does the rookie move it's like the rookiest move and it made me cringe very much because uh i um i i'm pretty sure i've mentioned it several times but i work in the industry and amanda works in the industry so she should know this you don't pitch yourself if you know somebody's an executive don't pitch yourself you shouldn't yeah it doesn't mean that people don't yeah I've had people pitch me. I've had like I feel like that was like when I knew I like had arrived in Los Angeles is when my Uber driver pitched me an idea. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did he say? I don't remember specifically, but we were picking someone up at the Scientology building. Oh. And on the way in, and I apologize if you're a Scientologist. No. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um and we were picking up this lady, and he, I mentioned to him that I, you know, was working in a writer's room at the time. And he was like, oh, I have these great ideas. Love it. And I was like, what am I, like, my first thought was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, yeah. do you want me to, like, take them as my own and then sell them? That yeah. sounds really nice. Um, um, <laughs> no, so, no, no, I would never do that. <laughs> I, when I knew I made it was when my doctor, when I was a child, and I was, a, a, like, current, like, my childhood physician which I for some reason saw when I was in my 20s. Okay. I was like, you knew you made it in, he, as a child? Yeah. Okay, go on. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> in my 20s, I went to go see him and I told him what I was doing with my life and he was he pitched me this long ass no. like life story no. that he was like, it would be a great movie, right? And I was like, dude, I'm a 20 mm. year old and I'm like just an intern at a production company. I can't do anything with this. So was it a good movie or? <laughs> it was a great movie and I need to start writing it soon. Um, and so we cut, so back to the story. Um, he pitches himself to Jerry as this comedian. Um, and he talks about how he's studied Jerry's stu- uh, stand-up and like, he, and Jerry's like basically, well, you start from the bottom. This mm-hmm. is like a, Every it's good advice. Yeah, every um professional will say just start from the bottom, bottom. Go to open mics and um really work out your material. And Kanye says it too. Yeah. Know. Yeah, whenever people <laughs> stop him to like rap at him, they were like he's like maybe two more years work work harder, <laughs> I don't know. So he starts begging Jerry for a chance and Jerry just says Again, to start from the bottom. But he also feels bad and gives him, like, a uh, an in by allowing him to call his office to set up um, some time to hear his well, act. But then we later find out that that's – it's a brush off. It just doesn't sound like one. Yeah. But I was like, even so, that's still kind of an opportunity, you know, to prove yourself. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But he doesn't really prove himself because uh, all he does is just be, a, like – persistent he doesn't really bring in anything well it 
it speaks. To, sorry, is it? Mm. Or it speaks to like an elitist attitude towards making film and television, mm. and a attitude of um, just of confidence that isn't earned. Mm-hmm. That I think does you know prevail in certain parts of the film and television industry. Of I deserve this, and so therefore you're going to give me this job. Yeah. Whereas most people that I know that I've worked with, that is not the attitude that they have at all. No. And when I meet people that are like, this is mine to take, it's just sort of a surprising attitude of hubris that um, is not attractive yeah. in any way, which is probably why you were so uninterested in his character as a person. Yeah, because um, I fucking fought my way to where I am and I'm yeah. still a productionist. <laughs> hey, for now. For now. Yeah, for now. Um, so... At Jerry's um, stop in in front of his um, uh, apartment complex, uh, Rupert does this cringy thing of talking so much. Ooh, it's rough. It's yeah, so rough. And he like basically <laughs> like hangs on to his coattails, and Jerry is so patient. Oh wait, but 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 uh, but wait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wait, but uh, yeah. One more thing. Oh, got it. It was painful. (laughs) Yeah, and then he does this. His last little bit is um, he gives Jerry a card, or or he shows Jerry this thing. That was actually pretty funny. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, Jerry, do you want to see my pride and joy?" And then he just (laughs) pulls out this card. And it's a picture, it's a little sketches of pride and joy as in the um, dish soap and gives it to him. And he takes it and the look on his face was priceless because it was like a look of like, hmm, actually, pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got me. He like, it was clear that Jerry like bought, like took that joke and was like, I'm, I'm just going to have it. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll give him that. <laughs> so we cut to Jerry talking to... Uh, Rupert meeting for lunch because this at this point right. it was like kind of confusing um in the cut and then we quickly realized that this is a fantasy because everything that they're saying and it's really weird too like it's well, like it's almost like they went forward in time yeah. or something and they were old friends after like yeah. you know everything worked out the yeah. way it should have been um, yeah well, he said the last thing is like can we get dinner sometime and right. then and then it cuts to a dinner I was mm-hmm. like oh maybe yeah. they did yeah and that's I, weird that doesn't feel right and then you find out well because it's not yeah, yeah if, for a second I, I didn't clock this at first but then I realized that someone was drawing them <laughs> in oh, the yeah. back of your room. Oh, yeah, I just thought I it was a really that. bad extra yeah <laughs> I thought that too for a second and I was like I wonder if it's like one of those restaurants where they have all the I forget what that but it, they were probably in that famous restaurant in New York whose name is escaping me right now where they do caricatures on the wall. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, there's a famous restaurant in New York um, who's, again, I cannot remember right now. I've been there. I went there like one time with my Uh family or something and it's all over. It's just famous actors and actresses and stuff. Um, Is it Sardi's? Maybe? I don't know. Um, Adam will look it up. Um, Great. But, um, yeah, like, I didn't know that fact. And I was like, that's so bizarre. (laughs) Like, why are they doing a caricature? And then now that that added fact where, like, it's of famous people. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason why. It's Sardi's. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, and. Jerry seems like he like in this fantasy. Jerry seems like he's tired of the show. He's like begging uh, Rupert to take 
take it off his hands for a couple of weeks and stuff. And it was like it was great. <laughs> it was like so the most good. unrealistic thing of like entertainers being tired of fame. But it was like sort of also really sweet for like a second until he realized how crazy it was because it was like this guy like he he just you know he took the chance that everyone secretly wants to take yeah and it worked out and it worked out so well uh-huh. that now he's like best friends with this guy yeah. and taking over the show and it, but he doesn't really want to it's just, he's put upon you know yeah. it's like yeah. I, I was very he's I, grown past the show yeah yeah um, so um at this point we realize it's a fantasy because we cut to the normal Rupert who's still dressed as like how he was in the beginning of the movie in his apartment talking to nothing the world's nicest basement i'm just gonna say <laughs> yeah it was like a was it, it was his basement right it was or, big yeah it been, yeah yeah it was huge i mean i, I assumed it's you know the mom was i felt like was upstairs i don't know yeah <laughs> so um somewhere well it's definitely upstairs yeah for sure. yeah, yeah. I mean, right what if it was like a um psycho thing where she wasn't even real she wasn't <gasps> she wasn't she wasn't wait i missed that the, part the, the stand-up in the, in uh, the no, stand- let's save okay. that for later but i will yeah, say yeah. this Martin Scorsese, the the woman that plays that role, Martin Scorsese's mom. Oh, oh how sweet! Oh man, I I like. I'm sorry that we spoiled that for it. No, for I'm just like trying to remember now. But keep going. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> so um, and then we we go back to the dinner fantasy with Jerry and Rupert, and um, and it just keeps on drawing. This guy keeps on drawing. And then, um, and it comes back to the real world because Rupert's mom is in the other room calling to him. And um, we never see her. We just hear her voice. And then we go back to the fantasy and there's a fan and a, uh, like, who comes up to them and, like, is clearly more enamored by Rupert than Jerry. Well, of course. Yeah. Um, and then the cartoonist ends, um... When the uh, or the fantasy ends, when the cartoonist reveals the um, drawing, and I at this point I thought this was kind of a, like smart of the uh, storytelling that it shows that Jerry is giant, a uh, bigger mm-hmm. than Rupert, and it, it shows his inner psyche of like how he views himself. Still, he's not there yet. Yeah, he's not there yet. He knows it. But he also says like, I was huh, gonna say you you made him you made him bigger than me, almost like. You fucked up, man. Uh, yeah. Right. It's yeah. like a joke, but like, I'll get you later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it the fantasy ends with a deranged laugh sesh between the two. Who them. doesn't love that? <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, okay, we're at Jerry's house. And there's a weird video playing. And there's three screens. It's That's like a rich, that's like what, 1982, you said? Yeah. yeah. It makes me think of Less Than Zero when like they... When they walk into this big party that they have, and there's just like screens everywhere, it's like a very rich person. Yeah, you had one TV. Okay, that's all right. Two. Wow. Three. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, side by side, too. Well, they cost twenty thousand dollars each for back in the day. So. And you have to watch all three networks at the same time because there's only three channels. <laughs> oh, that's so. true. <laughs> yeah, you guys got me there. Um, so uh, let's see. You gotta make a little noise. It's like. Gotcha. <laughs> just wait. Oh, hold on. Just take that clean. Take that clean. We'll just get a quick little isolation. Gotcha. Oh, love it. Um, so uh, the three uh, three videos are playing. The three screens. Um, he eats alone with his dar- dog, mm-hmm. and then he suddenly gets a call from uh, Masha, 
from a like and this is a really sad scene actually yeah, it like is. it it like kind of snaps you out of like the absurdity of this whole movie where you see like this rich guy who's alone and then he who keeps on getting harassed as well i know i kept on expecting like a wife or a family or something like that mm. and we don't really dig too far into his personal life which i feel like also could have been an interesting ad to just like see like is that why he's Op- more open to this harassment in a way oh. because he's lonely. I mean, I never really thought about that until just now, but like maybe that has something to do with it. Like he is n- like he goes home and his butler and maid are there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so we cut to Rupert who goes to a bar and he gives the bartender Rita a rose and she does not recognize him. Apparently they went to high school together and she was just like, it's been 15 years. I think she said, was it? I did. I think I missed that part where I was like, wait, do they know each other or is this another fantasy thing? But no, she, she confirms that they knew each other and he asks her on a date, which I was like, it, she knew how he was, though. She knew he was delusional. Because um, she brings it up late, like, bef- like during the day. Well, look, you're in a relationship. You don't know how hard it is to be single <laughs> in the world. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you earned this coffee. Uh, Watch come up. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's, like, pretty forward, but, you know. <laughs> I, yeah. Maybe she was very lonely and was like, uh, I guess. <laughs> I guess. As a shrug. She yeah. just looked so sad. Behind that bar. Yeah. Really? I think, yeah, it was just like it was anybody like an could empty, have said something. It was an empty bar and there was one other guy yeah. there. And you know, was, she's a freaking model. Like, yeah. Like, she was and like, they're married in real life. They, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, they, man. Oh, uh, man. Um, so he, they cut it. And then after he asks her out, it just cuts to their date at a Chinese restaurant. And he shows her his autograph book. Oh, I loved this scene. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, like, at, before he shows it, he asks her, who's your favorite celebrity? And then she goes, Marilyn Monroe. And then he just pulls out his, like, giant book and, like, just flips through it and then shows her. He got her autograph. Um, and he claims that it, it costs a lot of money. I'm sure. So, worth a lot of money, right? Yeah, worth, yeah. Yeah, 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 worth a lot of money because she passed away, obviously. So I was wondering if that's the reason why like, he has a, such a huge house. It's possibly like he sells off his autographs. Well, then, of course, like because there's so many fantasies, is it a fantasy that his house is so big and so nice? We oh. don't know. I mean, we don't know anything. Yeah. But, but I was just, you know, it's what a girl really wants is a guy with a big autograph collection. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I just where did he keep that before? Did yeah. he bring like a like a messenger bag? Yeah, or he just like had it with he just him? Has a little pocket, <laughs> yeah, in yeah. his jacket. That's it's, my one drawback. Is like, where did he get that book? That's a great question. Yeah, um, it's, it's like big too. Like I, when I was little, I had an autograph book. I think for like Disneyland, mm-hmm. you know, when you yeah. go, and, and like it was like maybe the size of a postcard, right. This is like the size of an album. I yeah. thought it was a yearbook when yeah. you first took it out. That's I, was, I thought that's what it was. Yeah. Where oh, we don't know where it came from. <laughs> um so he continues and he says to her, uh, like after he like show like flips through the autograph book to the end and then he's like, "Who is this?" What a move. And then he go, she goes, "Uh, I don't know." Uh and just, <laughs> he goes, "It starts with uh, and he starts leading her down this path 
Is it she? Who was it? Robert Redford. Robert. She thought it was Robert Redford. I love this take. I loved it so good. His face when she says Robert Redford. Yeah, it was true. Like he was. That was De Niro. That was De Niro being like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. <laughs> um, no, and then he's like, he like literally shuts down and says, no, no. And then um, he says, no, it's my autograph because I'm going to be famous someday. I feel like that would be like really cute in like 1930. Yeah. And then not again ever. <laughs> <laughs> One time. One time. The summer of 1930. <laughs> like, that, like, oh my God, that's so cute. Yeah, and then when now the depression like, mm. was happening. Yes. Yeah, like, because yeah. you have dreams and like you can literally pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not here. Not 1982. <laughs> Uh, the modern equivalent is a photoshopped uh, Twitter image of a check mark next to you. Yeah. I'm going to be verified. yes, though. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. love that. Yeah. This is where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be verified. Calm down, Adam. Put this is the Adam Macias story. <laughs> where oh, my he- God. We're all in Adam's yeah, Rupert fantasy. Pupkin fantasy. Exactly. Is, is yeah. in a world real or is it a fantasy, fictitious fantasy? Listen, for... let me just pitch you on this. Oh, goodness. A struggling podcast producer <laughs> meets an improviser slash comedian and decides to trick her to start a podcast where they talk about movies. And then he pitches himself well, to be a writer on, his, on the Marvel TV show that she works for. <laughs> <laughs> this is great because this is what the reboot of uh, the King of Comedy is. It's the well, yeah. Of what, sorry, yeah. I will. The King I'm, of Podcasts. I was yeah. gonna say I will get there when we get yes, there. Um, yes. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> continuing on, um, like he just tells Rita. This is a little quote from him. Every king needs a queen. True. I want you to be mine, and she. Literally, it looks like she's so exhausted from life. She just gives in. I feel so sad for her this whole movie. Yeah, it is oh, yeah. In- incredibly sad. Never felt sadder for an, a, a person in a film. Yeah. And I've seen many Holocaust. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to make that joke. It's seen- okay. <laughs> yes. uh, You've seen Grizzly Man? No. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> I want to, though. <laughs> so, um, and then he sees her home at, uh, after that. And this is where we, um, like, see her at her stoop. She just says what you were saying. <laughs> I guess you deserve a coffee. And it's it, so resigned. It's yeah. just like, it's the low It's the low moment in the movie, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Because he tells her that he loves her very much. And it's just... It was very clear that she was like just over it. She was just giving in. Well, it's like he has a plan. He has a life plan, uh-huh. and it's working out exactly how he wants it to go. That's true. And it's and it's an interesting story, and it's a compelling story because you don't want his life to work out. Yeah. And and, and like normally, like in every movie, you want the hero's journey to you know get to progress and good things Mm -hmm. and for him not at all yeah you don't want him to succeed he's annoying he's terrible Mm -hmm. so like him getting the girl is not something anybody wants to watch yeah and that is good filmmaking i would say that's true it is good filmmaking. (laughs) no adam (laughs) 
Um, and so in, at this moment, he like offers her like this uh, a chance to meet Jerry Langford mm. because he claims that he is good friends with him. And she's like, kind of like, whatever. Like, <laughs> I've heard this all before. Like, you're in high school. Yeah, in high school. Um, and she kind of like just like shrugs it off, but he's like determined to have the three of them be friends. Mm-hmm. And then we um, cut back to his house where he like sets, he had set up like these cutouts of like Robert Langford sitting on one side and the other side is um, uh, Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli. Beautiful. And I was like, how much money does this asshole have? (laughs) Like to have full on, full bodied, sitting in a chair cutouts. And we know that Masha's rich. So it's like, Maybe, like, they have some sort of, like, situation where, like, she indulges him and he indulges her. Mm. So a sex pack? Maybe maybe he lives in her basement. Whoa. Just just a thought. I have no idea. Yeah. Theory. Fan theory. Um. This whole movie is very, like, you don't know exactly Mm -hmm. what's happening. It's like like one thing's going to happen and then, like, another, like... Another thing will like discount it completely. Well, you're like you're in his world. He, yeah, he makes all the rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he he's like talking to them as if he's like on the show and stuff on these to these cutouts, and then it's interrupted by his mom telling him to go to work. And this is where uh, he goes to that office that you were talking about. And it's it was like a TV office. It was. A, yeah. And then I was like, oh, good. He works in television. This feels more right yeah uh, like more realistic that like, yeah and, and then it also depressed me deeply <laughs> i was like i was like fuck am i this guy <laughs> but i'm not that guy um, no no you're don't not. deny it uh, <laughs> it's the most relatable character ever oh my gosh um so throughout that whole day he like is calling jerry um like at at the office, he's just like asked to use the phone in front of everybody because mm-hmm. he wants to show off that he's calling Jerry Langford, mm-hmm. and um, obviously, like they're like mm, he's not here <laughs> because it's insane to put a nobody to talk to a celebrity. Yeah, yeah, um, and so like after he hangs up, the receptionist was like, "Was that Jerry Langford? Are you friends with?" Him? And he's like, "Yeah, we're good friends." <laughs> Um, and then later on that day, he goes to like a payphone, and he's just on the line. That was legitimately one of my favorite parts of the movie, though. Where like all the phones don't work, and everybody's lined oh. up next to him. And he has like all these, like all of the stacks of envelopes that he's probably supposed to be yeah. <laughs> delivering, <laughs> and they're just like sitting there, and he's just like hugging the phone. Oh yeah, like for two hours. I think he says, "I'll be here for the next two hours." Yeah. So, like that's. <laughs> I feel like it's less relatable now because we don't have payphones, mm-hmm. but I still can understand that idea of like everyone wanting to get yeah. this like one thing. Yeah, that was uh, funny. Yeah, it was a really funny scene. Um, and then after that long day at the payphone, he decides to just go to the studio and right. uh, it's the next best thing. Yeah, to just show up. And after like a, ch- a quick chit chat with like uh, the receptionist, he just waits in the lobby. And at this point, like it was so they were like very indulgent of him they were so indulgent yeah and i I, you know i know you've worked in reception before i've been the you know the face of a production company like when i was working on a tv show or a movie and when you (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, the lowest paid job is pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah. Um, and and like you have these people come in, and you are the you are the person that gets to you know be the gatekeeper. Mm. And I can always pick out the weirdos right away. Yeah, I, I just feel like you can. It's true. It's yeah. true. I worked reception for an accounting company. Um, Brag. Yeah. Um. <laughs> 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 no, but it's, oh, I but got you, my taxes done so good, <laughs> so good. But you know what? Like, I think that most people inherently have this thought of like, you don't fit here. Yeah, you're you're acting strange, right? But maybe that woman who worked in reception was just so like been so grizzled and out of it. Like she didn't look grizzled, but like maybe she's grizzled on she the was, inside. She was um, an like, older receptionist. She yeah. did, she was just like fine. Yeah, like, she was you just, know, you do, you do you, I'll be here. Like, I got, like, five minutes left. I got to leave soon. Um, yeah, because I, when I was a receptionist, I did run into a couple weirdos. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, one guy, he, like, came and claimed to, like, know Stan Lee. And he just, like, kept on insisting that he had a meeting. And, like, every time, like, at first he, throughout the conversation at first, he was like, um, I have a meeting with Stan Lee. Like, he knows I'm here. I have a meeting. And then by the end of it, it broke down to, like, I, I, I'm I, just in town because, I like, we're friends and stuff. And, like, I wanted to drop by and see him. And then he said that he was Whenever staying. they change their story, that's yeah. when you're in trouble. It was, like, clearly, like, the more I questioned it, like, the more it broke down. And, mm-hmm. of course, Stanley. Did that happen at your accounting <laughs> Actually, yeah. I have, I have this distinct draw, uh, flashback of this man coming up the stairs uh, he said, "He said, hi, I'm Stan Lee. I'm a friend of one of the <laughs> account partners here. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Okay, uh, Adam. <laughs> sorry, that, yeah, I'll cut that. I'll cut that. <laughs> no, it's it's just like, you know, you get this weird, it's, it's a really interesting thing when somebody shows up to a place that they're not supposed mm-hmm. to be because everybody, we just watched this um, John Early, Kate Berlant video. Yeah. It made me think of that. Where it's like Watch this, Rachel, everybody. Rachel, yeah. Go look it up. It's it was amazing. really good. It's about, you know, this person that shows up to a place that they're not supposed to be and everybody sort of slowly realizes that because they're acting strangely. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's really easy for most people to notice someone when they don't act right. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really hard is to do the appropriate thing next. And yeah. that's sort of what they play off of in this right. scene, yeah. which I really liked. It's like, you know, these people, like, they just want to mind their own business. Like, they're running, we're running a business right. here. Like, that sort of thing. And that even the producer that shows up later to, like, take his tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Long. Miss Long. Yeah. Right, that tape he works so hard on. Um, He, uh, like... She indulges him so much. Oh, so much. Incredibly. And and this is the point where she shows up. um, uh, Not to cut you off, but we're we're going back uh, a little little back there. And uh, Miss Long, she shows up and she's like the assistant to the executive producer. And like, it's clear that he doesn't know how it works, like how television works. Because um, in order to get on to a television show, you have to be like... Tell me. <laughs> the woman who made it Mary Wynn is going to tell us how to get on a TV show. Go on. So, <laughs> this is the moment I've been waiting for. She, she, you have to go through like the gatekeepers. You can't just go to the yeah. face of the show. Um, even though, like, I'm pretty sure Jerry Langford is the executive producer of the show. Like, you have to. There's several of them. You have to like go through this whole. 
like a uh, wall, if you will. And uh, clearly, like uh, they were like very indulgent of him because Miss Long offers um, offers him like to send a tape, which is a very then, hard thing to do. Like but, yeah. multiple times, comes back to see him and to like you know doesn't just like tell reception to not let him in yeah. or any of those things. Like and and that would never happen today. No, today like he would not make it very far past that reception oh, stage. No. Yeah. no, he would um, have his face on the wall already. Like yeah. you're right, absolutely. Yeah, they wouldn't allow him. That's a real thing. People. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Good to know. <laughs> um, but yeah, he like asked him. She also asked him like normal questions about his stand-up career. If she she's he's been to clubs or anything mm-hmm. like just stuff that people in the industry need to do, like starting from the bottom. And like he just denies it. He's like, no, I'm like polished. Like I haven't been. I'm pretty green, but I've, ne- I've never been in front of people. But I, I'm good. Well, it it makes me think about how and and this was like. When I was sorry to like skip a little bit ahead, but like when he does his stand up, mm-hmm. um, it really made me think like if I turned on the TV and all I saw was his stand up, I didn't know anything about the rest of the story or anything else. Would I be laughing at this stand up? Like mm-hmm. if it was 1982 and I was you know was just watching from home and this was like more relevant, just like would I think this was funny? Like I did think that his stand up was funny, but like I couldn't laugh at it because yeah. I just felt so sick to my stomach that he was doing what he was doing so it's like if he showed up to this receptionist and she didn't know anything out like you know it's just like this one capsule within this whole story like is she more willing to like talk to this friendly energetic hopeful guy Mm -hmm. not knowing about how fucking crazy he is Mm -hmm. like i do wonder like what we do with people when we don't know about the rest of their life only the situations that we're in with them you know true yeah um like the like we are lucky to know what his life is like right. and then the people that he's interacting with like like the receptionist we shouldn't be blaming her because she wouldn't know you're right that he was yeah. crazy um because we know he she, he's crazy but she wouldn't have he know. says all the right things he says he has an appointment and you know all you know yeah people have appointments at places that's why they go to reception yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so on the street he runs into masha um, they have an argument, and it feels like an improvised argument. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like they're screaming at each other about Jerry and like how like he Rupert is like really good friends with him, and he's so embarrassed that Masha did that <laughs> shit, and like she she like gives him money to uh, because she like believes that Rupert is friends with Jerry. Yeah. So she gives him nine hundred dollars to give him a uh, Jerry a note. And he, like, at first he was like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. You're so embarrassing and stuff. But he takes it anyways. <laughs> it's, well, because, like, where else does he make? He lost his job, clearly, you know, delivering things because yeah. he didn't deliver anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. He he but, can take it where he can And $900 is, like, five months of rent. Um, In, at that time, <laughs> yes. I could see that. <laughs> so that that argument was improvised because all of her lines, uh, she was allowed to improvise her. Lines. Really? Oh. She had so little acting uh, uh, acting experience that Martin Scorsese allowed her to improvise all of her lines in order to it to be natural. Was she a stand up first? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's right. That makes sense. That if she was a stand up, like, and then it's about a stand up show, a guy. Yeah. 
That makes sense. She's just got such an interesting face, and her hair is just so crazy. Yeah. That's just, like, the combination of all with her, like, mouth that's, like, the size of Texas. Yeah. And, like, but I love her. Yeah. And she's so intense. She yeah. is, yeah. I would have watched a whole movie about her instead yeah. of him. Because she was a little more interesting to me. Hmm. And um, even though she was, like, a stalker still, but she, I don't know why I'd, I don't discount her as much. It would have been interesting if they were both leads yeah. in a way. yeah. Um, so at home, he starts to record his tape, which is he him talking and explaining oh. everything. It was very cringeworthy. And then like also putting in the show, an yeah. audio recording from the show, yeah. which was really interesting. Like, again, not on its own a crazy idea, but just like in the context of the story, totally nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was clear, like, because he played... The opening credits, and then he explained like what was happening, and then he's like <laughs> going through the beats of the episode with him in it, and um, and then he he's like recording, and then he introduces himself, yeah, and then he starts, uh, he he starts to his mom interrupts, yeah, 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 yeah. he well, starts, and I was thinking like he didn't yell at her like I'm recording or like stop the tape or anything, and that should have been a good clue, I suppose, but like. Yeah, yeah, he like thing I missed. Um, <laughs> he does his act in front of a wall of laughing people, and we never hear the act itself, um, which um, was really interesting because, like, I in my mind, I was like, I'm pretty sure he's pretty good because Why? comedians are delusional. Well, yeah, but this is where we differ. That, that, I was sure that he was crazy and terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you really thought that he was really good. I don't know. For some reason, at that point, I was like, it's going to be revealed that he's good. Um, I was so scared that he was going to be good. I was nervous that he was going to be good. I didn't want him to be good. Oh, wow. Because I just couldn't believe that somebody that was so narcissistic. There you go. That someone that's so crazy and so sure of himself deserved to have a talent to go with that attitude. Mm -hmm. I just don't like, and like maybe that speaks about me more than anything, but I just like didn't want him to be good. Because I was like, if he's if he's psycho, like he doesn't deserve yeah. what he wants. But everyone deserves what they want, I guess. Well, yeah, well, ex- many exceptions. But um. <laughs> well, I think that's like the beauty of the film, though. It's like he's good, but he if he just put as much effort into like starting from the bottom, yeah, he, yeah, all he would have been fine. But he's fucking crazy and yeah. wanted to jump to the fame part of it. Yeah, and the reason why he wants to jump that uh, to the fame part is because he's 30, in his 30s. That was his reasoning. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but he's been, I think he's had this delusion for a long time, though. Yeah, I think it, I suspect, like, now that I've watched the whole film, I suspect he had a mental breakdown at this point in his life. You know what, I think that's a really good uh, idea. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it, he's had kind of delusions, and he probably, like, w- wanted to work towards it, and then, like, things just kept on happening in his life that prevented him, and then now, and possibly his mother dying, and then he had, like, a mental break after that, and then, like, that was the reason why he's insane. Well, it's like Network, where he had, the guy has the mental break, and then mm-hmm. people are, are, like, enthused by his craziness, yeah. and they want to keep showing it, when it's like, it should be the opposite, yeah. like... Go get this guy help. And nobody helps him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the other thing that's sort of sad about the story is, like, a lot of people see that he has problems and nobody is willing to actually get him help yeah, for it. Yeah, like, especially uh, Rita. His, mm-hmm. the, his, the only person who's kind of close to him in this whole story doesn't, like, tell him to go get help or, like, try to get him into therapy or something. Something like that. 
Um, well, then he'd leave, and then she'd have nobody. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, he brings the um, tape straight to the assistant, and he asks, he keeps on asking her when they'll get back to her him. And she tells him that it'll probably be tomorrow. And then to which he decides that he'll wait for the whole day. Uh, it's rough. It's so cringy. Like, it just... There's a lot of cringy mo- moments, but they're like manufactured cringe. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Which is sort of cool. Yeah. Um, um, I'm going between like someone who loves this movie and someone who does not love this d- movie. You do not have to play it for me at all. <laughs> if you don't like it, no. But, no, I did yeah. like it. I just, I talking about it makes me see it from a different angle. Yeah, possibly. the more like oh, you okay. dissect it, like the layers of it. Because at surface, it's just about an annoying guy who kind of makes it. Who kind of, we don't know for sure. He gets but. his own show. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll I, call I'm that iffy making about, it. I'm iffy about the ending for sure. Oh, so we'll like, oh, okay, yeah. yes. Um, so, uh, Miss Long levels with him and says it's probably gonna be Monday that they gotta get back to him. Yeah. Um, and um, to get him out of there, she tells him to come back tomorrow at four thirty because, like, at that point, he was like willing to wait through the weekend. <laughs> I was like. How that works? The office closes on the weekends. Um, Man starves in office. <laughs> <laughs> um, in his fantasy, he thinks that uh, Jerry invites him back to his office, and it's like this weird, like retro, like like eighty super eighties, yeah. like futuristic office. Like it's everything's like clear glass or uh, clear plastic or something. Mm-hmm. Futuristic spaceship type of thing. Yeah. Um, and what? he imagines his office would look like. Yeah. Um, and Jerry just tells Rupert that he's a complete genius mm-hmm. after listening to this tape. And he's just so enamored and so angry that uh, Rupert is so smart at comedy that he starts choking him. And uh, normal, re- normal reaction. Good. Normal reaction. Uh. And it, this is, I'll give it this. Like this, an, it's another fantasy in which like it shows a little deeper emotion of like Rupert like he knows he's a fraud he like in that fantasy he thinks he's a fraud because uh um Jerry's choking him out like like it's, it's like it's confusing yeah well and to me and that's my like interpretation of that scene that like he there's like in almost every fantasy there's like this like almost a deterrent for uh Rupert you know like well because he has yeah. to be the hero all the time he has to be the in the right always in his mind yeah like he's fighting against evil and bad things and bad people. There's yeah. like a really interesting shot of of Robert De Niro. Uh, he's like leaning against as he's being complimented. He's like leaning against the 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 chair and he's like so relaxed and so chill. It's like really to me is like it showed that he he knows he's that good. He felt that mm-hmm. he's that good. Yeah, but he was like a lot lower than him. Yeah, that's too. true too. Yeah, so it's a lot of that imagery in both fantasies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't remember the last fantasy, but like in both fantasies, it was clear that he was the smaller person compared to Jerry. He will always be uh, in Jerry's shadows. Well, because oh, he's a super fan. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, um, okay, so on the street, Jerry walks. 
uh, through it. And like everyone's like cheering for him and he's joking with people. He's like the man of the people. And then Masha is like following him. And at this point, I was like, tell somebody, tell it like the cops, call somebody, like call the cops. Get, sure. get some uh, bodyguards or something. Yeah. yeah. Like I was like, where's his bodyguards? He has like a bunch of stalkers. Because they, they, people didn't do that back then. That wasn't like a thing. Oh. Unless you were like Reagan. Uh, <laughs> didn't work for him. And it didn't work for him. No. Nope. Um, so he makes a run for it, and he finally loses her in the building. Uh, I think it was his apartment building or something, or like the studio or something. I think that oh, was, was the studio because yeah. then De Niro goes in there later. Yeah, and um, and she like waits outside for him. She and, has barriers. He does not. Oh yeah, that's true. You know, because um, Rupert goes to um, the studio and he want he like demands to see uh, Jerry but he he gets Miss Long again and I guess uh, his poor assistant yeah has like, to like talk to this madman yeah and and then we cut to another fantasy of Jerry introducing Rupert on the show right and this is where he meets a mystery guest who oh, turns out that was so confusing I was like what is happening yeah who turns out to be his principal in from his high school? Yeah, yeah, duh. Who, Who's also a like justice a ju- of the peace? Yeah, justice I'm also of the justice of the peace now. <laughs> yeah. And he marries Rupert and Rita together. Mm. And um, this is another thing where I was like, I wasn't sure, like, um, the continuing on this fantasy motif that Jerry was like still better than him. Mm. I can't remember. I like. I need to think. Well, he's enabling it. him now. Yeah. For his fant, he's enabling his fantasies. Yeah. Of marrying Rita. Uh, you know, the high school principal, the ultimate sign of love. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that. So the the fun fact about that is that he was an actual teacher. Like that guy wasn't an oh, actor. Oh, that's fun. Whoa. They just. I think. I. I think it was Martin. One of Martin Scorsese's like teachers or something like that. <laughs> that is a fun. Yeah, there's a lot of fun facts from this movie. Um, so back to reality, Miss Long comes <laughs> out and talks to Rupert. She tells him he's not ready for the show, which is a very true thing because he's he hasn't been on well. Yeah, is it true? Ah, what? Uh, what, what? I mean, he kills on television. Oh, later on, after yes. he took the notes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he could have taken the notes. That's true. He did take. Well, no, he didn't get the notes, right? Or well, he, he said about the the. It was like the one liners at top or something. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, she like gave him some notes, and she. I wrote. I noted this. I was like, she's so fucking nice to him and supportive. And yeah, and she was just telling. She tells him that. If he goes to perform in the local clubs, they'd send someone to check him out. Right, which is such a nice thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. Even if like if it was uh, like to get him out of the door, but I don't. I at this point I wouldn't think it was to get him out the door because or else there wouldn't been security every time he came by. Yeah. Well, that was the thing is that I that made me also think about like what typical protocol of an office would be like then versus now. Like yeah. we have a very militaristic attitude towards you know invaders in the office. That's true. Now, so it might based oh, off of how we. You know, they used to be. I did wonder about that. Yeah. Um, he so um Rupert starts to argue with her about her notes and saying like he's she's wrong, even though she, her opinion like he kept on asking her if her opinion was would reflect what Jerry would say. And she was like, Yes, like <laughs> 
I like work on the show so I would know what it sounds like or what it right. needs and stuff. And he just kept on disagreeing with her. And I was like, she was so fucking nice to you. <laughs> like you're just burning this bridge right now. Right. Um, she but honestly though, I feel like she would come back to talk to him one more time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, he does she does. Right. Kind she of. sees him in the studio later. Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah. And so, like, he decides after that argument, he decides to just wait in the lobby for Jerry. And, um, like, Miss Long has nothing to do. So she just goes back uh, into the (laughs) offices and then tells security to come get him. Who I thought was Martin Scorsese at first because of the The eyebrows. eyebrows. You're a real big eyebrow fan. Yeah, like, I only see eyebrows. Like, (laughs) I don't see color. <laughs> I don't see gender. All I see is eyebrows. Eyebrows. That's it. Um, and he kicks um, Rupert out. And I was like, I ho- they should have taken a picture of him. They should have known. I know. Yeah, it's different security yeah. protocol. I guess. Yeah. Well, it's like 1970, so they had to get a tripod and put a little flap <laughs> over, their face, over their head. I think you're overshooting how <laughs> oh, yeah? far back things are. No, no, no. Phosphite bulb. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Rupert decides to sit outside the building and Masha comes over to him and, like, is just so instigating about, like, what, like, just saying, like, are you really friends with him? Like, you're... It's two crazies trying to figure out each other's crazy, which is so compelling and, like, very interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because it was, like, really great improvising, too. Like, it was great. Yeah, it felt real. Yeah. Um. Um, So... No experience. Though, yeah. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> she convinces him to go up to talk to Jerry. And so he just barges into the offices. And uh, because she tells him that he Jerry's in there because she saw him go in there. Right. And um, so he just barges in. And it, this is a really funny scene because he's like getting chased down the halls. Yeah. And it was, um, it was, a, yeah, that was a lot of fun. There was like the stationary shot. Uh, of like this doorway and yeah. you can see him running back and forth with security. and all the people that work there just like looking and being like what the hell is going on it was just it was a really funny shot like it was like that was the funniest scene yeah in the it's whole so movie. funny yeah. yeah you see the security guard being like oh there he goes <laughs> yeah, like, oh, right and then everyone's chasing him chasing- and oh, like somehow is. they got around him and I was just like how did that happen it's so good <laughs> it, was, it was a great scene um and then he finally gets caught and gets kicked out and like Masha and him continues to argue it was yeah. great um at this point I thought this was a fantasy but when they it, go to the house yeah it turns out it's not God, um, he's such an asshole to uh, Rita yeah. she's like talking about her hair yeah and he's like he's like yeah it's it's good and it's like so to set up the scene, um, they're on the, uh, on the train heading outside of uh, the city, and Rita's sitting there, and she has a wig on. It's like a bob, uh, like a short haircut. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she's like, uh, like I, I hope Jerry likes it, and like, and Rupert is just like, no, like, why did you do this? Like, why? He says it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay, you just didn't need it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's basically his attitude. Um, it turns out they're going to uh Jerry's vacation home. I was like, how does he know where she Well, he's lives? a super fan. Yeah. That's- that was what my figure was, is that, like, someone somewhere accidentally told him. Uh, and he yeah. overheard it, or, like, Or, like, someone- he's listed in the yellow pages or something, or the white pages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. There, Those things existed back then. Yeah. yeah. Remember fucking telephone books? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> So um, they get there and um, he, they're greeted by Jerry's butler. Um, 
I didn't catch his name. Uh, Is he another non-actor? Because he felt... No, I've green. seen that guy around I was going to say, I feel like he was an actor. Uh, he's definitely been in a few things. Uh, he was just butler. Yeah. Um, and he tells them that Jerry is playing golf. And uh, Rupert's just like playing it off and like, no, no, no. He's expecting us. He, he really convinces Again, them. Again, another capsule scene in which people try to figure out how to deal with his crazy. Yeah. yeah. They just yeah. don't know what. Like, he knows something's wrong, but, you know, we're supposed to let people in. We're yeah. supposed to, you know, like, this is my job. I can't not do my yeah. job. Yeah. Like, like, it's like a very complicit scene. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, I'm all I do is open doors and let people in. Right. Like, and so he, almost Rupert was like in the perfect situation where it's a classic there's no small parts only small actors yeah. moment because he did exactly what he was supposed to do yeah. in that scene yeah be a butler <laughs> <laughs> well but like he was compelling I yeah. was interested in his character mm-hmm. um, yeah so um, the butler like ends up calling Jerry on the golf cart a golf course and um, asks him to come back and um, Rita this is so cringy on Rita's part I was like why are you doing this yes uh, Rita starts playing a record and she starts dancing to it and like Rupert's like getting nervous and I think this is like kind of a crack in his psyche too, yeah where he's like clearly like you shouldn't be doing this because we're barging into somebody's house yeah. don't do this he, he makes the rules and all of a sudden she's improvising and he's not comfortable with that oh yeah. and I like her I like her attitude where she's like we're here we're supposed to have fun yeah. they're, they're drinking from his bar cart they're putting on a record yeah. she's going upstairs I yeah. was like alright like let's see where this goes yeah I was like as a person who like hates barging into people's spaces and like I just hate like I get so uncomfortable walking into rooms unless if I'm not invited into them you know like so that scene where she was just walking up the stairs I was like any moment any moment Jerry's gonna show up and kick them out even though they're not supposed to be there right now I'm just like I I was freaking out for them it's Um, really funny so the the famous the most famous thing about this movie aside, aside from like it being you know a tank is that um, the famous Hollywood story is that this whole scene was improvised. Like the whole That's everything was improvised. I, really? I, I yeah. thought too because uh, even the butler the, stuff. The, the door, the doorway thing. Yeah, like so was uh, an actual take. Like they couldn't get the door to open. Interesting. So I like, I wrote this down because Jerry shows up and like rings the door bell and the butler's like trying to open it and right. couldn't open it and I thought it was a blooper that they kept in. Yeah. Um, and, and like, Jerry yells at him. It was just like, do you not know how to open a door yeah. and stuff? And, totally um, improvised. He's nasty to his butler, but he's not nasty to his intruder. Yeah. So the, 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 the famous part about this is that in between takes, Robert De Niro would tell him, tell Jerry, Jerry Lewis, uh, anti-Semitic slurs <laughs> to anger him. To get him over that edge because Robert De Niro was so worried about uh, Jerry Lewis hamming it up for the role. Oh. Yeah. He actually voiced his opinion to Scorsese in a written letter about the casting of Lewis that he wouldn't play the role. Well, right. because he is such a ham. Yeah, yeah. but he, professor. I think yeah, he professor. over. I think he overcorrects 
too much personally. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like he has no emotion at all. Yeah. And it just stresses me out <laughs> that he never reacts ever. He never says, like, you're not, like, he says you're not supposed to be here, but his voice, like, is so level. Right. And so even that I don't even really believe he wants him to leave that bad. Yeah. Like, it's his house. It's one thing if you're at the studio and it's like a lot of people and all that stuff, but this is like an intimate space where it's just him and his people and it's dangerous. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like yeah, he, he invited himself in. He's like in his house. He's up his stairs. Like yeah. like you were saying, like he should have more of a reaction. And oh, why yeah. doesn't he? And I really I really wonder about that. Like yeah. it doesn't really play real to me or something. Well, I think that, that that's part of the trick with the scene is that she is so lovely, the Rita per mm-hmm. character, that it kind of he kind of tame. He comes in mad. That's what he shows. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, you don't know how to open a door. And then he sees this woman, and then he's like, All right, "She's an innocent, you know." Or right. Like, it, it like tames it. I think. It tames okay. I was kind of hoping that he like fucked Rita. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Like, cause took her away from that life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was like really hoping that, but then like no, like. He, like, Jerry kicks Rupert out. And, like, the whole time, Rupert's like, I got my, the work. I got, like, I was like, what work? Yeah. What? Like, there was no we explanation. We got work to do. Yeah, we got work to do. We got. That delusion. Yeah, of- that delusion of working on the show mm-hmm. itself. And, uh, like, in that moment, you can see Rita in the background, like, shrinking away. Like, yeah. just being, like, withered. She's trying to save face. Yeah. Because yeah. she was, like, super alive before. And then she's going back to that barmaid. Yeah. Phase of just like this fucking sucks. Um, and she just apologizes to Jerry, and um, and Jerry finally like kicks him out at that point, and he like it it flips something inside of Rupert yeah. because we cut to him and Masha waiting in a car with a fake gun. Um, they decide to kidnap Jerry. I was. I wish that there was a scene between where that. they decided, yeah, yeah, like where, like who approached who, like, <laughs> like. I think that she was just like, I have a fake gun. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah, like yeah. there was no. Neither had to convince the other. Like it was always gonna go there. Yeah, yeah. Um, um and they succeed in kidnapping him because he doesn't walk with a security at <laughs> all. I feel like after someone breaks into your house, you should have some sort of protocol or yeah. something. But yeah. again, right. this might not be something that, like, you know, this is a long time ago already. It might not be something that they would do today. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, I would actually put an asterisk. It should have been from the start when someone was in his fucking car in, in, in yeah. the opening. Yeah. Like, right. it should have been started from there. Yeah. Well, th- and, like, it it actually should have started before there, before he comes out and there's all these fans. Like, there should be, like, guys that are, like, pushing. And I'm trying to remember if there were. Yeah, there were a couple people. Right, but, but none like, of them helped him yeah. when it came to, like, get him getting into his car. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's battling them off. He's like, get the fuck off me. Like, will you lay off me, please? Come on, right. animals. Yeah. 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 And, and then when, I mean, sorry, but, like, when she was in the in the very beginning when she's in the car, you don't see her face for like the first like minute or so of that mm. interaction between Jerry and Masha. And like, it's, she's like a wild animal. Yeah. Like she's just so physical in there and her hair is just everywhere. Yeah. And it's terrifying. Yeah. It's a really scary yeah. scene. Um, so uh, fast forward, um, we, we cut to Masha's parents' townhouse and she's rich. She's super rich. Yeah. Um, 
I was like, where are her parents? So why aren't they putting her into an institution or something? Isn't this embarrassing for them as rich people? Um, <laughs> you know how those rich people are. Yeah. Um, and then Rupert tells Jerry to call his producer to get Rupert on the show. Like, they do this whole thing where, um, like, Jerry calls into the show and they keep on hanging up because they think it's a prank call. Right. And um, that was and, great. And yeah. then they finally ha- like get to the uh, producer with Miss Long in the room, and like the producer asks him a question: "What do we call this uh, cameraman?" Yeah, second right. cameraman. His second cameraman. And then uh, Jerry answers, "I forgot what he said." Helen Keller. <laughs> Helen Keller. <laughs> great the, answer. <laughs> what was the reason for Helen Keller? I don't think it was a real I think thing. It's a, I think it's a joke it's about that the second cameraman doesn't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> can't see or hear. hear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or talk. Oh, or talk. talk. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so Rupert starts doing like these uh, cue cards of what he's supposed to say. Great. And it's like a whole mess. It's so, so dramatic. Funny. Yeah. It's like, we will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a Bob Dylan music video for a second. <laughs> Like, I was so ready for Jerry to fucking explode. Because he never explodes That's what I'm saying. It makes me so... I feel like he was on his best behavior because, you know, De Niro was scaring the shit out of him the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about some weird shit. Just whispering anti-Semitic shit in his ear. Sweet nothing. (laughs) Um, So, Masha and Rupert start arguing in front of Jerry and it's the scariest mm. thing I've ever seen. It looked like two homeless people like fighting. Yeah. It was just so insane. And then um like at at this point like Rupert like confronts Jerry about like the tape and then Jerry just gives in and says, I'm sorry. Like I, I give this line to everybody that I'm gonna listen to their tape, but like I don't. I know. And and again, this is why I want to know more about Jerry's character mm-hmm. because he's just such a the more I think about him, the more interesting he gets. Mm. You know, like why is he confessing this? Why is he indulging this craziness? Yeah. To like what end does he think it's gonna go? He you don't have to say a word. I I would have loved this scene to turn into him being a sniveling asshole. Like a just a sniveling sad dude who's like, just kill me. I'm so tired of this life. <laughs> And then uh, Rupert just realizing, oh, my hero is a sad man like that me. That would have been interesting. Yeah, it would have been an interesting turn, but it just keeps on going this level, like this intense heightened level that just keeps on flatlining up here. Yeah. Um, so at the studio, a group of executives in the FBI and Jerry's lawyer for some reason. Loved it. Um, are He's trying- the only reasonable person in the entire Room. building yeah um. <laughs> he they're like trying to figure out what to do his lawyer decides to sue everyone Which is, yeah just a classic lawyer <laughs> suing everyone and then an argument just breaks out between all of them um back at the townhouse rupert gets ready and leaves jerry to masha and she has some Oof. plans for him well of course she does yeah um the amount of which he's taped is also a very <laughs> yeah. incredible. It's like a mummy <laughs> amount of tape just up to his like nose. I I just couldn't believe how um like uninterested he is. Yeah, it's so funny to me 
that she's like saying all these things to him and he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was a really good Jerry Lewis yeah, impression. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so at the studio, um, so uh, before that, Jerry sets this up that uh, Rupert is called the King, Mr. King. And that's how he's going to get into the studio. And um, is it Mr. King? Yeah, it was that's Mr. really confusing. Like, a king is not a mister. Like, that's his title. And yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if that's your title the- is like King Joffrey, it's not like Mr. King, king Joffrey. Joffrey. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> Mr. King because he calls himself the king of comedy. Yeah, like, that's when we finally hear the title of the movie is like around He's this area. It's good to be the king. <laughs> huh? uh, we're cut that out because we can't pay the. The, the copyright for, for phrasing. That. Yeah, phrasing. Fair enough. Um, he m- makes this demand over the phone uh, with the studio that there should never not be any uh, press release. Like, I want this to be a surprise when it airs and stuff. And it, he made these, like, crazy demands, but it was logical demands for him to, like... Well, this is what's so confusing about this movie. It's like, he's really crazy, and yet he has, like, all these really good, very savvy ideas. Right. Yeah. And you're like, is he crazy or is he just like the most motivated person of all time? Yeah. I mean, you got to be a little crazy if uh, you want to make it in this biz, right? No, we're all both very sane human beings. Oh, boy. We took let's, the not, right let's not go on the... Right. Uh, wow. No. <laughs> let's not go there. Okay. Listen, I got a script I want to pick. <laughs> Uh, put away your scripts. <laughs> Which like one? Your, your Which one? Album full of scripts. <laughs> put that away. Where did it come from? This one was it's signed by Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth a lot of money. <laughs> uh, so at the townhouse, uh, Masha gets her dream date with Jerry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, she's like, he's like completely taped up, and he's just staring at her. <laughs> and I was, I, he's like I, sweaty, and he, he looks like he's like a double chin. Yeah. And he's like lit really poorly yeah. and his glasses are like reflecting off his, it's just like I think Scorsese just like tried to make him look as unappealing as humanly possible yeah yeah and also there's like candles every- there's like an uh, insane amount of candles she not okay I was so worried that she was gonna knock everything off the table including that candelabra that was lit and she does and I was like if this movie turns into like a big fire I can't even right now <laughs> cause like she knocks over a fully lit four candle candelabra onto the ground yeah. and then you hear this like crackling noise later and I was like oh my god is this house gonna set up like it should yeah Um, oh wow I don't know oh yeah no it probably definitely did that like is I see that in that in a film and that's what stresses me out you got stressed out at that point I got stressed out at the vacation home yeah I don't know when Adam ever gets stressed stressed? out this was just a cool breeze (laughs) for me so at the after the dream date, and I noted this, I was like, "Where are her parents this whole time? Maybe they're on vacation or whatever." She is rich. Um, she's just babbling at him, like it, it was sexual like, again, babbling. Yeah, sexual <laughs> babbling, and he's completely silent, obviously, until she tells him that she loved him. Yeah, um, that's the moment. Yeah, that's the moment to do it when your <laughs> lover's taped up, and she was like very hot too. She had that really slick. 
yeah. dress that form fit, uh, fit her. You meant physically, not not heat. like heat wise. I was like next to that five candle kettle. Well, I mean, I didn't find, personally like find the whole thing. You know, I think that taking everything off was sort of sexy, uh-huh. but then like what was underneath really wasn't. No, no, <laughs> she was a crazy woman in her underwear after that. Yeah, she was. Um, <laughs> um, at the studio, the audience comes in. And this is the scene where you're like this. Oh, Mrs. Long shows up. Or, uh, no, or the no. security. Oh, like, oh my god, like, this poor guy. And then I was like so sad for this like writer. two minute scene. No, it was like this comedian that came in. It was like his big break. He brought his wife with him. He brought his parents with uh. him. They're all supposed to go, and the security guards like, nope, you're not on the list. And like I just felt so depressed for that guy. Yeah, that moment and then that, like, because <laughs> Ruber just sneaks past them because mm-hmm. of the commotion, like the, him arguing with that security. guard allowed him to go and then the 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 guy gets detained yeah because they think it's him or something yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that poor guy worst night ever <laughs> so rupert runs into miss long and then he reveals that he's the king and i was like you idiots why wouldn't you think that was him he visited several times he got kicked out by security like he kept on asking to meet with jerry and right. for some reason she got surprised that he was the one <laughs> He was Mrs. Long didn't understand or Miss Long didn't understand the jokes like we thought she did. (laughs) Ah. Um. Yeah, so uh, back at the townhouse, slow like slow push like she slowly pushes the stuff off Mm -hmm. of the dining table. What you were talking about, and Marsha starts singing to Jerry as she seduces him. Oh, that's debatable. (laughs) I thought it was really good. (laughs) What song was she singing? Do you know? Uh, I can't remember now. Yeah, I know she was singing a song, but I can't remember it. Um, as you're looking that up, uh, back at the studio, the FBI are interviewing Rupert, and he's just cool as a cucumber the whole. Time. Was it just me or were those like the worst FBI agents yeah. ever? They were like, yeah, 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 this is fine. You can do this. But yeah. like, tell us where the guy is yeah. Ca- casually. Though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it was just like, it was so absurd, like how they were acting. Like, they, a fucking famous guy is kidnapped and they have the culprit in their studio in their hands right now. I know. They should have taken him to the station yeah. or something. Yeah. Something like that. The FBI station. But um, um, I guess they were afraid that he's, gonna die or something um i don't know but they finally get him um after a brief chat with the producer the fbi interrogate him even more about jerry and places him under arrest which he understood he was like this is fine (laughs) i understand yeah um on the set there's a quick cameo by scorsese Mm -hmm. as the director of the uh the show and like i was like damn young scorsese very hot. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, Those yeah. eyebrows. Those, Those beautiful, eyebrows. beautiful You and your eyebrows. eyebrows. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're just looking at eyebrows, he's got he's, some, some he's good got, ones. He has some good facial hair, yeah. I will say. Yeah. I totally forgot he had facial hair. I was just staring at the eyebrows, literally. I was. I <laughs> forgot. I'm, this is news to me. Um, it was come rain or come shine. By yeah. The, for the music. <laughs> Back at the townhouse, there's a lot of cutting back and forth. Uh, Marsh- Masha starts undressing, and the show, like, and then we cut back to the show. It starts. Tony is the covering host. I don't know. Is, is he supposed to be famous at that time? Uh, Tony Randall? Yeah. yeah. Yes, he's yeah. famous. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's covering host. The audience does Solid cue card joke in here because he makes fun of the cue card uh, lady. That was, yeah. 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 Um, he, um, 
he the audience are none the wiser of what's happening they they don't think anything's wrong and then he introduces rupert as the king of comedy and he like says like he's this young star we're finally discovering him and stuff and like what you were saying in that microcosm we would have thought that he was this young comedian like how sweet it is that they called him that Uh like wow he must be really good Yeah. yeah so um and then he comes out and then we cut to the um, townhouse. Back to the townhouse. Masha is about to kiss him. Oh, Jerry. He tells her to take off the tape because he's ready to fuck. Whoa. And, um... You mean it? <laughs> yeah, she was real excited. Well... Yeah, this is her dream right now. Um, and then we cut back to uh, the backstage. After Rupert's big break, um, he's finally with the uh, FBI. They take him to the bar to like his last request before releasing Jerry. Just again, the worst FBI agent yeah, ever. Yeah, they let him go into a bar. Well, you know, if you try to make any false moves, we'll uh, we'll get you. Yeah, that was about it. That okay. was the extent of their. They don't know how if there's a back door to this bar. How like he probably planned an escape. I don't know. There was like He's a, a lot a of psychopath. Like, yeah. So he they take him to the bar where Rita works, and Rita's just like, oh my god, you again, kind mm. of. And like he stands on the bar and next turns on the TV to the channel. And um, he's just like excitedly, like he looks like a little kid finally like uh, presenting his project that right. he did so well on. And um, like Rita's just like staring at him, and, uh, devoid of life, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> no, absolutely. And um, so, and then we cut back to the townhouse. Masha takes off the tape. I was like, damn, it took that long to take off the tape? Like well, she, like, rips through it. Yeah. In, like, a sexy rage. Yeah. Um. <laughs> sexy rage. <laughs> She's just clawing at him. Um, oh, God. She, she was amazing in this film, I will admit. Um, she takes off the tape. Jerry gets up, grabs the gun. <laughs> Turns out it's a toy gun because they start shooting. Um, what were those, you I, think? I think? Little pops? Like, uh, well, it was like something did hit her. So it was like a physical thing. Yeah. Like, like beans? It looked like jelly beans. Or, yeah. Or like, you know, like, yeah, beans. Yeah. Oh. And then he slaps her and leaves. Oh, what a slap. Yeah, it was a great slap. And then she, oh, sorry. She's, she chases after him. In her underwear. Yeah, again. like In high-heeled shoes. Yeah, she was a mad woman raving. Her but. legs were so long, and they were like ostrich legs. Like, they were just, <laughs> her, if you just go back and watch this, like, when she runs out, her legs are just, like, up in the air. Yeah, in such yeah. an intense way. It, it looked very comical, like, over-the-top running. Yeah, over-the-top running. Um, and then at the bar, uh, Rupert, um... Stands next to the TV. Rita is forced to watch Rupert on the TV and to, like forced to be wrong almost. Like she, like she wrote him off this whole time, and then he like finally proves her wrong that he was a star because we see his act and um and through this act we learn a lot about his background where his dad was like abusive right. towards him and his mom is dead. Right. Like he does say that in his stand up, and this is where we find out oh. He's a fucking crazy for sure. He's hearing voices and of his mom telling him what to do throughout his whole life. And um, he he's doing well ter- telling the truth in jo- joke form too. 
Which I struggled with. Yeah. I was like, this isn't the same guy that we've seen the entire rest of yeah. the movie. And what are we missing here? Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the end of it, he, like, because he basically confesses what he did, but people think it's a joke. Mm-hmm. Like, he said that the only way he could get onto this show was by kidnapping Jerry Langford. <laughs> and it, I thought it was really funny. That it's is like, a funny joke. Yeah. Um, in, like, if we didn't know the background of his, this story. And at the end of it, he t- says, better to be a king for a night than to be a smug for a lifetime. And that he ends his set. And then we cut back to uh, present the present time on the street. Jerry sees Rupert on TV. And we get no reaction I know that him. That's what I, I was like. I want to know what he thinks about yeah. this. I want to know anything about what he thinks. Yeah. For someone who's on screen so much, we do not see any of his emotions yeah. at all. And I guess that wasn't... Maybe a like, choice, but it my, was... Yeah. What do you think about that? I think he might have just like told him to like tame it down. Like he's probably over yeah, like overcorrecting like you were saying. Yeah. Like you know the guy his worst I mean any person any person that has a their own talk show like on that level like there's a level of um self-confidence and mm. belief that you are the best and that this only belongs to you. So for him to watch somebody else take over his spot like that must be devastating. Yeah. That yeah. someone who kidnapped you and then took your spot. Like, that's the worst nightmare, right? Yeah. Um, and, and again, like, to prove him wrong that he was he was actually a good com- right, comic, Right, that people too. were laughing. Yeah. I mean, how painful must that be? Yeah. Oh, that That is annoying. And it, to be a vain... A, bane of someone's existence yeah i get it um so yeah i would have loved to see i get it i know yeah (laughs) yeah i get it i have a lot of annoying people in my life (laughs) hey hey uh wow and he sits right next i'm right here (laughs) wow um so hey after this Rupert is arrested. It cuts to a news report of what transpired on the air and his arrest. And it turns out he said he sold his memoirs while in jail. Mm-hmm. And it ends and it's like sold out. It's like bestseller. It ends on a TV set of Rupert Pump Popkins show. And it ends like as it like zooms into his face. He doesn't say anything and it cuts to black. And it felt it did felt like it was open ended, as if it's like up to the audience if this is a fantasy or not. Yeah. Well, it like reminded me of like like Casey Anthony. Yeah. Or like you know she did this terrible thing probably, mm-hmm. and I hate to say allegedly. it allegedly. Allegedly, there you go. And like, but now she has like the Casey Anthony story on Lifetime, and she gets residuals for that. Yeah. So like she did something terrible. Really? Yeah. I mean, she sold the rights to her story. I'm sure for money. Oh, yeah. So it's like, even though she did a terrible, like, OJ's if I did it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, we love to reward people who act erratically with money and fame and stardom. Yeah. And so it encourages people to, I mean, like, it's like, you know, sorry to like get dark, but that's like why mass shooters, like why, you know, right. that fame, like John Lennon's killer said he wanted to be as famous like John Lennon. That's yeah. why he killed him. And it's like, uh, what? Like, <laughs> Well, that's the inspiration for for this film, as long along with the, oh, Reagan, really? the Reagan thing as well, because they wanted to impress um, Jodie Foster. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, in Taxi. Yeah. Yeah. It, right. Same yeah. thing. Right. Yeah. So, ironically, there was like that weird connection yeah. there. But I think that's what this film does. It's like it does that great thing where you think most movies are going to end. It's like, all right, the bad guy gets his comeuppance. Mm-hmm. But like ultimately, they 
yeah, like, yeah, he gets like, what, six, six years in jail? Yeah. Like, that's realistic. Yeah. And then, of course, all that other stuff that happens along with it. It is a very, like, um, like absurd film, but it's like set in a reality that we know very well that happens. Know to be true. Yeah. Right. Oh, on that sad note, let's take a break. <laughs> How can I not think about it? I mean, I've been sitting here at lunch with you, which I knew is the reason you invited me from the first place, and all I'm sitting here and eating for is to get guilty with you, right? I'm asking you to take over the show for six weeks. I mean, what's six weeks? I'll give you anything, but don't ask me to do six weeks. I can't take over the show for six weeks. I can't even take over my own life for six weeks. And you're asking me to do something that's impossible. It's impossible. Don't you understand? What? What are you doing down there so late? It's impossible. I'm trying to tell you that. What do you want? You want the tears to come out of my eyes? There's gotta be a, there's gotta be a way you can work it out. It's just six weeks. Excuse me, uh, Mr. Popkin, do you think you could? Yeah. Do you think you could? Sure. What's your name, dear? Dolores. Dolores? Yeah. That was my father's name. <laughs> to Dolores, who sensed greatness. Welcome back. That was a very lovely break. <laughs> so at this point, we do our trailers, and I'll go first. In a world where there's a nutty but lovable guy who has gone through some rough times in his life. And he's constantly dressed in a seersucker suit that makes him real sharp looking, but also very charming at the same time. He is trying to woo his high school crush by impressing her and telling her that, hey, he's a comedian and he's trying to live his life. But he runs into an obstacle because, oops, he kidnapped a celebrity from his favorite show. And he decides to use this opportunity to demand himself onto the show. At first, he stumbles through his like stand-up material. But in the end, he actually finds that if he tells the truth, there's comedy within it. At the end, he dies <laughs> by cop. This is King of Comedy. <laughs> Yay! Are you ready, so Amanda? My, so the ending can be whatever I want yeah, it to be? Yeah, it's whatever you want. Okay. Okay. In a world in which not everybody is fair to everybody else. There's a lot of hard times and a lot of hard moments, and one man is willing to stand up to those in order to achieve his dream. The only problem is no one else can see him as the king that he truly is. So he tries, first by being a hero, then by being a villain, <laughs> and eventually by being the biggest narcissist that has ever lived. Ah. Eventually, when all seems lost, he comes up with a brilliant plan. And with the FBI's help, he makes that plan come true. <laughs> <laughs> this is the king of comedy. <laughs> FBI really does help him. Yeah, they truly do. Sure. They were enablers, if anything. We're coming to the end. Do you have anything to plug? Social media or anything? No. No? Um, you know, maybe maybe a year from now, maybe something more, but I, I'm not really big on social media. 
Just I'm I'm here. I'm a I'm a, like a one on one comedy person. Uh, okay. Like I'll just be in a room with you and try to make you laugh, and then move to another room. Okay. Um. Okay. Gotcha. It's more interactive with Amanda. Um, well, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter because I don't want to talk to people face to face. And at which is at Mary HB Win and um and for to follow In a World podcast, you can find all that shit on our website inaworldpod.com. Like, subscribe, rate, review, comment, whatever. Just do it. Yeah. Please. Get us get us to the top of the charts. Let us beat Mark Marin. That's the goal. That's my one-year goal, Amanda. Amanda, you're here when you're here. here In for one the first year time. Yeah. with all of my social media, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And yeah, I just want to point out, I got a script. Uh, if any of you guys wanted to read it, it's uh, it's just a, it's about this uh, struggling uh, improviser who uh, decided to start a podcast network and uh, a podcast studio. And so if you wanted to check it out, uh, uh, Mary or, or Amanda, just uh, you know, spread it around and do whatever you, you can. You should just call our office. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just oh, show up. Oh, are you representative of your of your office? Mary. Oh, Mary okay. is my okay. representative. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mine is Janice. I, I don't, Janice. Well, good, yeah, Janice. I, I don't trust your judgment, okay? Well, you should trust Janice's judgment, oh. and I can say that for a fact. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> let's end that there. Um, good night. Good night. Good night.